Hello and welcome to the Relationships Are Underrated podcast. I'm your host, or one of your hosts, Trip Kramer, and alongside me, Jonathan Asley. <laughs> Man, pretty intense uh, episode last one, huh? Ah, we got a little heated. It's fun, though. I enjoy hearing your perspective. I hope you enjoy mine as well. I appreciate your perspective. I they see. I want to make a joke about it. You know, I, I understand lower consciousness. Uh, oh, get out of here! Get I understand G- the Andrew thinking. GTFO. GTFO. I'm just interested in what works and what doesn't work. What does GTFO uh, stand for? I'm I'm a I'm a, you millennial. What does that mean? Boomer. It means get the fuck out. Okay, I know WFT. <laughs> you mean WTF? You even got that one wrong. I know what LOL means. <laughs> what does it mean? Laugh out loud. So my friends and I have a little thing that we do over text. Yeah. Instead of saying LOL, because LOLs are now just kind of loose, you can just yeah. you can just LOL and does it really mean you're laughing out loud? So we use LOL as like, haha, that's funny. Yeah. But if we're actually laughing, like if something made us laugh in a text yeah. message, we'll write SOL, which means seriously out loud seriously we've been doing this for like like over a decade so if you get an sol from someone you know that they were chuckling for real usually when something makes me i love that sol i so when something really you know makes me laugh i i like the emoji where the head is tilted back and laughing you like to me that symbolizes that you know that means that's r-o-f-l do you know what r-o-f-l is uh wait r-o rolling my no rolling yeah yeah Rolling, rolling my eyes out? Right, right. No, R-O-F-L. Rolling on the floor laughing. Oh, rolling means, on the floor laughing. That yeah. means something was really funny. R-O-F-L. Yeah. I don't think people really use R-O-F-L anymore. No, sometimes they do. What is, isn't there one that starts with an L? Laughing my ass off. L. Oh, L-M-A-L. L-M-A-L. <laughs> Why are there so many acronyms for laughing? By the way, you know, when I was growing up, you know, the acronyms were IBM, 3M, you know, TRW. Those are the acronyms I grew up with. <laughs> what, what's TRW? Thompson, Ramo, Williams. Well, TRW was a famous or pretty famous aerospace company and, and computer company and such back in the probably 50s even. Stood for Thompson, Ramo, Williams. My father worked there. So everyone knew this? I would say a lot of people, especially here in you know Los Angeles, definitely knew the name. 3M was a big company. Those were acronym. IBM, of course. What were the, some of the other big ones? You snoozing? Yeah, I'm snoozing. <laughs> ZZZZZ. There's an acronym for you. ZZZZZ. Yeah. That was a that was a carpet cleaning company. <laughs> okay, so I want to give a little context to our last episode because people because okay. it piggybacks have, on what we're doing today too. Yeah, and people may not have heard the last episode. In the last episode, we talked a lot about vulnerability. It was about how vulnerability works in a relationship. Should you be vulnerable? When to be vulnerable? And Jonathan and I came to some agreements, some disagreements. It's a pretty interesting conversation. I think you should check it out if you haven't yet after you listen to this episode. And Jonathan, today, what are we piggybacking on and where are we continuing this conversation? Well, where we're going to piggyback on is because we talked about 
the discussion of exclusivity in a relationship. And I was just sharing before we jumped on, we're differentiating between, we didn't want to be a podcast about dating because we're both dating and relationship coaches or dating coaches, I should say. I mean, I, I call myself a dating and relationship coach. And there's this kind of interesting space between are we dating or are we in a relationship? And so, you know, for some people, you know, they, they don't know where that line is or where, that's, where they stand. So I think it's important to have this conversation. I think you and I have some difference of opinion on this. So I think we're going to get into a little bit of fun conversation cool. today. Cool. And the reason why it's a piggyback, because this conversation is, in fact, a vulnerable conversation. It's one example of a vulnerable conversation to be having when you're in a relationship or dating someone. Is this, where are we, what, what's going on here? Are we exclusive? Are we not? What's what's the deal? And and so that's how it, it came to fruition, and we're going to get into that today. Before yeah. we do, I want to announce that if you have a question, a relationship question, and you want to get it answered by us or there's a topic that you want us to talk about, any way that you want to communicate with us, you can via our new email address, which is relationshipsareunderrated at gmail.com. If that is a long and annoying email address, I, we are sorry. You can go to the show notes in Apple Podcasts or in Spotify or wherever else you're listening, and you can just do a little copy and paste, and then you can email us, and we can hear some of your thoughts. We also love to hear your thoughts, and you can give us your thoughts on a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and as well as Spotify. So we'd love to hear that from you, and let's get into it, Jonathan. So why don't you start us off? <laughs> We're talking about getting... You, you tell us. What, what are we exactly talking about? Well, Let's I think get specific. I, I, <laughs> this is where I sometimes get tongue-tied when you put me on the spot. I feel like I, I'm on the spot to share a specific because I tend to talk in generalities. Okay, so... In the it, well, let's just say the word in the dating process or in the in the beginning stages of getting. Let me reframe it. When the beginning stages of getting to know someone, and two people are spending time together, and we call that dating. For me, sometimes what's the point of dating if you don't want to eventually be in relationship with either this person or some other person in your life? So. You know, that, that space in between is oftentimes very confusing to both men and women alike. And I think it's important, at least from my perspective, it's important to have good conversation of dialogue in the early stages so there's no misunderstanding in the later stages of when you've invested time in a person who may not be in the same page with you on what you're seeking for from a long-term perspective versus the short-term perspective. So generally speaking, I would say that this conversation is probably more important for the woman to bring up in this type of situation because I feel like, generally speaking, if a man is dating a woman, and let's say it, they're dating for a few months, I feel like most of the times that could probably just end up lending itself to a relationship or breaking up, right? Either way. But if a woman is dating a man, it's not 100% that that's going to lead to a relationship. It could just be you're a casual sex buddy, right? Or yeah. it's it's just having fun and the guy just doesn't care and 
He I just want to hang out with you. Just wants to hang out. So I feel like it's probably, wouldn't you agree, maybe more important, again, generally speaking, we should just call this fucking podcast, generally speaking, <laughs> generally speaking, uh, that the woman might have to bring that up more times than the man, just because she's dealing with what's happening. Is this a relationship? Is it not? So I agree. And I, I say that because I coach women. Now, I'm curious, though, because you coach men. OK, and I really am curious about your guys because you share with me that your guys are men who genuinely want a relationship and they want to learn the skills to actually learn how to meet women and have the confidence to speak to them and such. And, and why I'm asking you this question, because in my demographic, usually it's the divorced group of people. There's a lot of dysfunctional men out there that have no clue what they want. Okay, so since you work with a group of men, do they know what they want? Well, first, I want to I want to comment on on your language. Okay, you said there's a group of dysfunctional men who don't yeah. know what they want. Yes, I don't think that these men are dysfunctional. I think every guy pretty much knows what he wants. So, so I don't think it. So whether they want. So what are the options? Okay. All right. Well, they wait, want. I, hang on. They okay. want just sex, and they're not looking for anything committed. Or they want a relationship that lends itself to a wife. And then option three is they're interested in a little bit of all the above. I'll. I'll paint that picture real quick it's the guy who goes you know i just want to have fun and casually date and sleep with women and have a good time spending time with multiple women but if there's a woman who really knocks my socks off i would be down to get into a relationship with that woman so that's category three i'm not going to give you the percentages of how many are in each because i don't know but it's not i don't think it's a matter of dysfunctional. I think the guys know what they want. Maybe they're being manipulative and lying, but then, but still, they know what they want. So I feel the need to clarify what I said. And <laughs> because I, I really, this is, this is a tangent because I want to bring it back to the original conversation you brought up about sure, and I'm women sorry tend to... to be the one. No, but I want to, I want to clarify when I mean dysfunctional, what I mean to say is, and I firmly believe what I'm about to say, is that roughly the majority of human beings, men and women alike, have weak relationship skills and weak emotional maturity based on unhealed childhood wounds and traumas and adult traumas that cause, you know, almost the expectation is, I need someone to love me so I can feel good about myself is one component of it. Another component of it is poor communication skills when it comes to expressing their thoughts and feelings in a way that's seen, heard, and understood. I have witnessed so much of this in my personal development work that I say humans are rather dysfunctional in their relationship skills, okay? I, and as you age, it becomes more amplified. It doesn't actually get better. It becomes worse because you have more and more layers 
of unhealed wounds and trauma. So I just want to clarify a little bit more specifically when I make the statement about that. Now, with that said, I think part of that dysfunctionality is people can lie to themselves. And let me give you an example. Right after my divorce, I was on the dating sites and I go, I want a relationship. I want a relationship. I want a relationship. But I didn't know what I want. I just wanted a relationship. And then I'd date someone, two or three dates, three or four dates, sometimes for a few months. And I'd say, oh, I don't want a relationship. Now, not partially because of your third category was I didn't want a relationship with them. So I said I didn't want a relationship. But part of it was I wasn't even ready for a relationship. I was lying to myself because I was still deeply hurting after my divorce. I think that and you didn't want a relationship with that person. No, no, no. It was I was it was kind of like I was expecting something so spectacular from the person. I was expecting like I, there was but that's an unhealthy way of that's a dysfunctional approach as well. It had to be so spectacular otherwise I'd be on to the next one and the next one and the next one. And that's that was unhealthy for me as well because I was being overly picky. Yeah, okay. Right. I wasn't and I, actually and, and in appreciation. Hear, yeah, and I hear and agree with, with everything that you're okay. saying. Okay. But to simplify it, it still was that case. You know, you just didn't want to be in a relationship with her. Oh, no, no. I met a great woman. I realized I couldn't be in a relationship because I couldn't even go to the... I couldn't emotionally go where I needed to go to be in a relationship. You weren't ready for a relationship yet. But, and yet, at the same time, I was telling every woman, I'm ready for a relationship, I want a relationship. I'm, so that's where I was lying to myself. That's a dysfunctional That's a dysfunctional way. It's unfair to the women. I was very unfair to women. I'll be candid so with you. As coaches, how does somebody figure out if that person that they're dating is ready for a relationship? So, because you don't have control over that, you only have control over yourself if you're ready for a relationship. So, this is where my coaching has totally evolved. Because in the beginning, I helped women improve their online dating profiles, and that's how I got started. What I didn't realize, I was on a journey to where I'm at today, and my program is so powerful. I help and I work with women, but this works for with men as well. Is how do you vet if this person is actually ready to be in a relationship. That's what I teach in my coaching program. I, I help them uncover who are the people who are ready versus the ones who are not. And that's what I do for a living. Okay, so back to the topic. Yeah. Well, we're coming back to, you said women tend to be the ones who want to get clarity on, for lack of a better word, where this relationship is going. And I agreed with you. Yeah. Okay, so, well, you're a guy that's dated casually, and I'm going to assume that there's been some circumstances where you were spending time with someone, you were probably engaging in sex, but you probably didn't want a long-term relationship with them. Yeah. Okay. Was that fair to the woman? Or the other person, I mean? Either whether it's man or woman. Was it fair to them? Well, I wasn't lying to them. I wasn't tempting them with relationships i think or i know that even in a lot of those cases i was was very honest with them without any fear of losing them i would say to them hey just so you know i'm not looking for anything serious right now yeah you know it's funny 
his. By the way, that's mo- a red flag. From a, a no, whether man not. or woman, huh? Why is it a red flag? Well, in my world, that's a red flag when a man says that. Well, why we? You're assuming that every woman wants a relationship in that moment. The women that come to me that want a relationship are when they hear that. That's we we talk about that as a red flag. Oh yeah, that's 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 for sure a red flag. That's a leave immediately because that person doesn't match up with what you want. Exactly. Okay, so I just want to let you know. I'm sorry. That did I not? I thought that was clear when I said. I guess that. I'm always trying to. Make sure. Be specific. <laughs> well, it's like you say red flag. It's like, well, it's not necessarily red flag across the board. That's why. Yeah, that's true. Okay, thanks for clarifying that. Because, because some of these women were, most of them actually, when I would bring that up, were okay with it. They go, that's cool. Whether I don't know if they were lying or not lying or just, I took it for face value. They said, that's totally fine. I'm not looking for anything either. But what's funny is <laughs> as... You continue to hang out with someone, you can slowly see that changing in the other person. I could tell. I'm not I'm not trying to come off disingenuous. Well, I was gonna say I'm not trying to come with an ego here and say like Oh, oh, these girls wanted me. I'm not trying to do that at all. But I could tell that they would have done more. They would have done a relationship if I really wanted to trans trans transfer it. I don't know if that's the right word. <laughs> Transcend. Move to the yeah. next part. They yeah, would transcend. have done it. So it's yeah. interesting how I think that maybe some women say that and don't really mean that because they want to try to see if they can spit. It's you know what it's like? This is like the friend zone for the woman. Wow, this is interesting. Okay. okay. Or we'll call it the hookup zone. It's yeah. very equivalent, right? So yeah. a guy will get into the friend zone with a girl with hopes that one day she'll like him. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and he'll be her friend. He'll be like, okay, I'm going to... And I help these guys in my coaching practice, right? Guys who yeah. are trying to meet more women and and they get the friend zone because they're just... The girls like them, but not enough for anything sexual romantic. Yeah. For a woman, the equivalent pain point is... Commitment zone commitment zone or no but it's the bad part so it's the uh, hookup zone where it's like oh they really oh. want to be in a commitment with this guy but the guy only sees them as a hookup or they i call it friends with benefits but you just don't really know about it <laughs> like you know like it's not you don't realize that you're just actually in a friend with benefit because you think you're in a relationship with someone oh okay that's like that's kind of what i call so, it equivalent of the guy's end where and i've been in this many times before in my younger years it's like you're in the friend zone and you you're certain that this girl likes you yeah. you're certain of it because they pay attention to you and they call you and i wasn't doing texting because that wasn't really big when i was younger yeah whatever they send you a message on instant messenger you're yeah. sure that they like you because they're giving you attention but really you're just in the friend zone wasn't there a scene in the movie he's just not that into you where the guy from entourage is in love with scarlett johansson and it was the same thing like he just i never saw that movie but i I, I know it okay okay so let me ask you a question you're casually dating those couple women they know the score what caused you to end it and how did you end it what caused me to end it was i saw them getting more interested i could tell i could tell that they were 
treating this more like they wanted to do more romantic dating stuff. Okay. And I just didn't want to do that. So and then did, how would you, what, and what did you weird. say to end it? It, it? I don't remember specifically. This is many years ago. Okay. I think it just faded. It just, oh, okay. We just, it just, just faded. We just, no ghosting. See, it was just, we just stopped hanging out and, and all of a sudden the contact between me and the person would grow bigger and bigger and bigger. It's like, oh, we didn't text for a week and then it would be like three weeks and then just like, and then yeah. they fall off and yeah. life goes on because they probably found someone who was, more giving interested them in giving them yeah. what they wanted but but yeah i have i i tell guys too because i don't want my guys to be super desperate for sex which is terrible yeah. is yeah. not to lie don't go in if you don't want a relationship you'll find plenty of women also who who don't want that either so even though i i know my situations were more i could tell that they wanted a relationship there was a few situations where it was legit they we're not looking for anything serious and you might find someone on that level, but you got to be communicating about it. Yeah. And I tell the guy that you should just be upfront about it because no one likes to be in a situation where you have to reject someone or put someone yes. down. So no one likes to do that. So I want to be upfront because I've been in a number of situations where I approached it from, I want a relationship, I want a relationship, I want a relationship, and then I hit my wall. I'm like, oh, I'm God, I'm scared to death to be in a relationship. Once there was intimacy, there was closeness, you know? So I I was too afraid to speak my truth. So I did what I call the dysfunctional moonwalk. So it's moonwalk is backtracking, right? And it was all like, I would lay all of my problems, like I'm going through a nasty divorce and you know, I've got issues with my children and my job issues. And I, I'd make my life so much a mess that it would be their idea to break up with me. You know, like I'm like, I'm, because I was too afraid to say, I can't go any further emotionally in this relationship. I've outgrown that. And I partially because trip is that as a coach, I witnessed to some degree, I don't want to say I hurt women because I felt like I was, I felt like I was in integrity, but I wasn't, but I never did anything to intentionally hurt someone. But I, I witnessed how it did hurt, just like I'm sure with your guys, when they realize they're in the friend zone and they've made all this effort, it hurts to find yourself with somebody who really doesn't want to go you know, the, whether it's the guy that's stuck in the friend zone or the woman that feels like the man doesn't want commitment, it does emotionally wear on us if this happens, you know, many times over. Yeah. Yeah, it does. So let's give some thoughts to when a man and a woman are in a dating situation. And, well, here's what I would say is, I was going to say give some thoughts to a man and a woman in a dating situation and trying to figure out what the relationship is. Now, I remember we said before we started this episode, like, well, a relationship kind of starts the second you start going on the first date with someone if we want to use relationship as a term of relations between two people. Yes, like, I agree. But I think everyone should know that that's not an a relationship in terms of a committed relationship and no one should ever expect that the other person is committed to them or in a monogamous relationship until a conversation is had I actually just put a tiktok out on this yeah and i got reamed for it but 
I can I can say what that TikTok was. So you might be a little surprised on what I share with my audience, and that is, if two people like each other and they've seen each other a couple times and they want to embark on going a little bit deeper, I tell my audience, which is women, is before the penis gets to go inside the vagina, you both read the book Eight Dates by Doctors John and Julie Gottman. I'll repeat that book one more time. Eight Dates by Doctors John and Julie Gottman because it's eight separate conversations to determine if you're compatible with one another. Now, a lot of men who hear me say that are very angry because they're like, you're making me wait to have sex. And I'm like, yeah, sex actually should be something, look at. I'm anyone who wants to have casual sex, one-time sex, fling sex. I'm that's, you know, everybody's entitled to do what they want. For my audience who are women who want to be in fully committed relationships that lead to either moving in together or getting married, the standard is going to be a little bit greater because these days we're meeting total strangers. We know nothing about a person most of the time. We know very little about them and to assume to assume that they're actually, you know, emotionally mature enough and share your values and and actually care about you. That Jonathan, takes time when do you learn. tell your women they should have sex with the guys that they're dating? I say before the penis goes inside the vagina, read the book together, have the conversations. It's not a timeline, dude. I, I do gotta, say I got to I got to I know your no, guys don't like that for a second. That's a, you, by the way, you are more than There's welcome, a lot. and I guarantee you, the women listening to this are going to appreciate what you're going to lose. Well, I don't want to be. <laughs> I want to comment on what you said here. Women do not do that. Don't listen. I'm sorry, Jonathan. I gotta. Don't do that. You will lose all the guys because I'm not saying that you should sleep with the guy fast. But eight dates, eight conversations, dude. That takes months. Are you telling women to not sleep with the guy for months? I'm saying it takes about 100 hours of face-to-face time to build the first layer of trust with another human being. And by the way, Steve Harvey recommends what, three months, and I'm not suggesting... I know, I know you don't, but I'm, I'm, I'm giving you somebody else who Okay, so 100 hours before they have sex. Because here... Spend at least 100 hours of face-to-face time. Look at... I'm not here to set this. I I don't ever say you have to follow this. What I'm recommending is the awareness that guys who are in it for the short run, they're usually gone. I know, but there is a difference between. No, I got interrupted. Hear me out. There's a difference between saying the third or fourth date versus 100 hours. Uh, Let's just do the math real quick. By the way, it doesn't count sleeping no, hours. It doesn't count You're sleeping talking, hours. Well, sleeping together isn't you face. You said I'm, I'm at least a hundred hours of face-to-face interaction before to build the first layer of trust. Together. Well, I didn't say those words. I said it takes about a hundred hours of face-to-face time. Well, to build what I'm talking well, about? Should that. you have sex with someone you don't trust? Well, no, no. Let me ask you: Should you have You're sex doing with weird someone you don't trust? Here, but. N- n- no, well, no, you I'm, should, no, that's but not weird logic. You shouldn't wait a hundred hours. I didn't say that. I said it takes about a hundred hours to build the first Therefore, layer of trust. 
Well, here I know because by the way, guys don't like Forget. this because I'm men not a guy pursue- who's just on the guy side here. Huh? I'm on everyone's side here. I want everyone to get results. Okay. So don't go that path. Well, guys don't like it. Just focus on what we need to give the information to get people the best relationship. And let's talk about I want to hone in on what you said here because it's very important. How long should a woman wait to have sex with a man? What do you say? I heard a couple of answers, and I'm, I'm going to let you have the floor to, to answer again. You said okay. something around, well, it takes 100 hours to build trust, and then you said they should go through eight dates. Again, No, I said begin the book eight dates. I said begin reading the book eight dates. I actually dates. think that should be more that's done when I you're said. in the committed relationship, but that's a separate conversation. But you're right. Those conversations should be had. But my question is to you, and it's okay if you don't have an answer. I'm not trying to throw you under the bus or put you on the spot. You're my guy. I just want to know, what do you tell women in terms of when they should sleep with a guy? Because I think that that is something important. Because I agree, women should not be sleeping with a man too fast, even though the man wants to. Because if you're looking, if you're a woman looking for a relationship and you sleep with the guy too fast, you do risk a, you have a high risk of that guy being like, well, maybe thinking that you, that she's a slut and then being like, oh, she was, she was easy. And then yes, he leaves, there's that or, component. Or, or yeah, just giving a guy sex and he got what he wants and now he's gone. But I I want to preface something only because I think you did approach the relationship process before you met Megan as a man who is genuinely looking for the mother of his children. I just want to preface that I think that's where your mindset was at. So your mindset well, operates that's an, from that. Sorry, go ahead. Not, go ahead. Okay, and my age bracket, we aren't, so that's such a primal thing. That's such an evolutionarily primal thing for the younger generation to look for the mother of their children. They approach the process differently. For the divorce demographic that I'm in, it's not, you can't, it doesn't equate. We're not looking for the mother of our children because we typically have children. So I wanted to preface so, that. So I'm, well, hold so on. Coming but, back but what's to the, when to so have what's sex. what's the difference there then? Are you saying it sounds like because your now we can have sounds like with that that people who are in their later years of dating mostly don't want relationships. Well, no. What happens is they're not biologically driven to choose a single mate the way they would in their twenties and thirties. So what happens is especially if they've come after a divorce, because there's a lot of emotional trauma that happens after a divorce. And by the way, 75% of singles over 45 years old are divorced. That's anecdotal, but it's relative. I don't know if it's, it's pretty close to that number. Roughly of that age demographic, most people are divorced. Some are single, never married. Some are widowers, okay? So divorce typically there's an emotional trauma that happens that makes some people less likely to want to get married or mate with someone long-term. So what happens is they go through a lot of short-term experiences, you know, after a divorce, sometimes there's a dependency. I need someone in my life. So there's, you know, there's an emotional dependency because you literally unraveled the tapestry of a different life. And now all of a sudden, many men and women are lost. The whole you complete me kind of narrative sometimes comes out but they don't really have they don't even know themselves like I didn't know myself for a decade after my divorce I didn't even know what I wanted I know I wanted companionship connection and sex 
but I didn't want commitment. So what's your point with that related to when people should have sex? Do you, do you think that people okay, should wait longer so to have sex with someone in, when I, they're in the post-divorce years? To further, to further, I I speak to further uh, filter for someone who's interested in a relationship. So first off, let me talk about the demographic and I'll come back to your age demographic because we'll break it up too. I do believe it takes a bit more time to get to know a person regardless of age. And I do recommend whether we call it 100 hours, whether you call it 10 dates, you know, don't and don't jump into bed. Relationships that are driven by chemistry and sex oftentimes rarely ever work out. Let me just say that. I'm not saying it is an absolute. Most often than not, if it's highly driven by chemistry and sex, they oftentimes implode. It's like a rocket Maybe. taking off and it runs out of gas because they didn't get to know each Megan other. Megan and I more often than not sexual relations well, early on in the dating phase. And and you're I'm going to be candid with you. You're the ex, my age demographic. That would be the exception. Interesting. Not the I don't know. I'm, you might be right. I'm not sure about that. And now coming back to your age demographic, here's where it gets tricky for women. Again, I'm a protector of women. Dude, be a pro- but, but today I want you to be a protector of everybody. Okay. <laughs> I know it's a it's a big shift because you're talking <laughs> to women okay. all day so, long and so I talk to men all day long, but Would you This isn't this isn't would you agree habitual hooking up can cause emotional effects if you've yes. had a lot of hookups Absolutely. over a yeah. period of time? Okay, so how do we avoid that by being a little bit more intentional in the process instead of being cavalier? Yeah, no, that's good. That's hooking up is cavalier. It's like, I don't care. I just want to have sex tonight. and I care less if I see you again. I think if you do that enough for men, though, we could probably have sex with hundreds of women and not affect us. I think it could a little bit. Certainly could. I think it could. I think for a guy who's going to sleep with that many women, it could. I mean, this is just my opinion here, but I think it could mess you up. I think it could, in the sense where you might always want something else. It's like an addiction, you know? It's like, oh, you have the ability to sleep with that many women. You're just going to want more and more and more. And and also, it just, it does feel empty to have sex with that many people so many times. So I think it could be, I think it's more, I think it's more harmful for a woman to have sex with that. I think it's more harmful for a woman to have sex with more people than it is for men. I think men will, will come out less traumatized than a woman in, in, in many sexual relations, but. Okay. So that begs the question, do men get as attached through sex as women I think women, women probably do? get more attached, but I think men also get attached. I do believe men can detach after sex. And I think even John Gray talks about, you know, the minute we ejaculate, you know, the testosterone levels drop dramatically. You know, I think it depends and, how, how into the girl yeah. you are. I think for a guy, it's like, oh, if you're into well, the girl and you guys have sex, it's going to increase it. I think if you're not that into the girl and you're just interested in having good sex, point, good point. it doesn't decrease it, but yeah. you're just like, it doesn't make you attached. So I know I don't think sex will make a guy, exactly. generally speaking, attached. I think women will become more attached more times than not once they have sex with a man. And I think that they're hardwired to. 
Yeah, well, actually, a, a chemical is released from their brain called oxytocin that actually bonds them. And along with, I mean, sex also, there's dopamine, there's testosterone, there's estrogen. There's a lot. Of, the reason why it's called chemistry, because it's a chemical reaction. It's hormones, it's pheromones, it's, you know, all this stuff is a cocktail. It's like having a Boston Tea Party, not a Long Island Tea Party. It's Boston Tea Party, which is like 12 drinks mixed I in I think a woman um, should wait at least, I would say, I could change my mind on this. But if I had to just, if I just had to I'm give you try. off the top of my head, I think I'm just trying to put myself in the picture of like, I'm a woman and I'm dating and I'm trying to filter for the right guy. And I'm like, first date, no. Second date, no. Third date, probably not. Fourth date, we're pushing a little bit. Like date five, like date four to five with those first three to four dates being significant dates. You know, a date could last an hour. It could last eight hours. So I'm not going to put a specific timestamp on it. I think you'll just kind of know. But with three to four significant dates at that point, if you're doing your ah okay, if you're doing your due diligence, then it would be good, right? So you could go into three to four dates and really have no idea anything about the person, and you just end up sleeping with them, and you kind of fucked yourself. No pun intended. Uh, but. It should be it should be where if you're a person, we'll say man or woman looking to get into a well I think we'll just speak for the woman on this one. For the woman, because we're that's what we're talking about. If you hold on, if you Okay, so do your due diligence and get to know this person. I mean, hopefully they're not like lying. You've no control over whether they're manipulating the hell out of you. Hopefully they're not. I say most times they're not and you get to know them, and you like them, and you respect them, and you have some light conversations around the topics that are important to you, such as money and children and those things, which maybe you're not bringing up on the first date, but you know, three, four dates in, and everything starts to connect, then I would say at that point, sleep with them. So it's not about sleeping with them because it's like, okay, I'll just give the man what he wants now, but it's more about no, I'm choosing now and I have the empowerment. I'm going to choose when to sleep with this guy. And now I can enjoy it with him because I'm getting to know this person and now I'm ready to take it to the next level. Now, the reason that I'm on a rant right now, I'm going to give this to you, Jonathan. Give me one second. I know you're ready to speak. <laughs> um, the reason why I say about four to five dates is because at the end of the day, when it comes to relationships, what this podcast is all about, this is about romantic relationships romantic relationships involve sex and sexual touch and intimacy that's not just verbal so if you wait if a woman waits too long i think that she will end up potentially losing out on a guy who's a really great guy who know he's not just in it for sex but of course he wants to have sex that's what he wants to do alongside of the connecting. So a guy who wants a relationship is interested in a woman, not just for the relationship. Well, let me say this. He's interested in having a romantic relationship and the parts of that are physical and emotional intimacy. But if you're not having that physical part, the guy's going to bail and I wouldn't blame him because he's like, well, this is not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for intimacy on all the levels. No, that's is that a, a pause to you, Jonathan. 
Okay. <laughs> so first off, let me just share with you. The first time two people meet, I don't call that a date. I call that a meeting. I call that the sniff That's test. interesting. And I just want to clarify that because most of the time you're meeting a total stranger. It's not someone you knew. You knew Megan before you went on a date with her. So that was the first time you had a date with her was a date. Okay, you I met mean, her in the okay, studio. Okay, I just want to make, so, does, does that count? All right, so I just want to differentiate. When we first met well, pre-date. Hear me out. I'm just asking. Hear me out. I'm not trying to argue here. I meant you knew this person at least more than you didn't meet her off of a okay, dating cool. app, Got which it. most people are meeting from. Yeah, so yeah, go, just go, let go. me just go with my flow here. So first time you meet someone, it's a meeting. Okay. If you decide to see each other, I always tell my clients, you know, when you meet someone for the first time, ask yourself one question and one question only. Would I like to see this person again? That's the sec that's the second meeting and or the first date, okay? And then after the second time you've seen them, which is after your first date, because we talked about the meeting, is if you feel like you'd like to see this person the next time. Okay, that's the third date. Then the process begins. Okay, so you said four or five. So now you've actually, in my world, when you get to the seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth time you're together, with the caveat that there's a lot of heavy kissing that's happening somewhere in this process. Okay, because you're right, the physical touch, the connection, there's touching a lot of heavy, good, strong kissing, you know, not someone that just, you know, holds their tongue in or whatever. And I've had that happen to clients is that demonstrates that there's affection there. Okay, that there is interest in a sexual. But I will say men are the gas, women are the brakes. And why I'm sharing this is because on a biological level, it used to be before birth control, women had a lot more to lose by having sex with strangers. And the fact is, four or five dates like you're suggesting, this man is still a stranger to a woman. Now, because of birth control, they can be a little more lax, but it used to be you had to make a big decision. That's why up until about 50, 60 years ago, my friend, if you wanted to get laid, you had to get married throughout history. Well, they Literally had throughout history, they had for the most part. Birth control. No, but back in the 50s, no, and by the way, no, condoms were actually, I love the line in um, Austin Powers. It goes, condoms, that's just for sailors and people who are sick. You know, by the way, because they used to sleep around, right? Condoms back in the 40s and 50s, it was embarrassing to ever use a condom. Okay. Not like today. You're, so just remember the lens you're looking through. But let me come back. It used to be up in the 50s, sex didn't happen until marriage. So because of making babies and because that's changed, because of birth control, we are, we're seeing a whole different dynamic happening. And yet the emotional attachment to another human being when you have sex, particularly for the woman, can actually have detrimental effects. And that's why I'm a little more staunch in my All right, coaching so what, advice. seven dates? I would say somewhere between the seventh and tenth date in that range. Seventh and tenth date. All right, we're gonna and having deeper. Oh, going back to what you shared because deeper conversations, not this fluff. And look what look at you know you do, you got to be careful of the Tinder swindler type men out there. There's a lot of men who love bomb, come on strong, and they're not really a lot that are coming on strong and not really. They the woman knows very little about the man. Well, here's the thing. 
I believe that if you're going on four to five dates, if you end up going, the amount of guys you'll end up going and being on four to five dates with won't be a very large number at all. Yeah, because the guys are gone by the third date in many cases. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Except your guys, yeah. they were holding out for the friend zone. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. So, you know, this is, by the way, how many of your guys are in the friend on, zone? They've seen the girl 30 off. times. Let's not, yeah, you're right. And that's a whole different situation. But let's not get off topic. Okay. So I just. By the way, I once heard the term men, women are the gatekeepers of sex and men are the gatekeepers of commitment. It's not even an opinion. It's a fact. <laughs> Don't you agree with that? So, isn't it interesting? The man holds way more power on one level if a woman has sex too early. Because then she's hoping, most likely, I'm not saying always, she's hoping for some level of commitment. He could hold that that carrot in front of her for three or four years, but she gave it up on the fourth date, the way you're approaching it. Whose fault is that? (laughs) You're playing victim. I don't like the term fault. No, no, no. I don't like the term fault. Who? Well, I'm not saying victim. I don't know. Whose responsibility is that? Yeah. It's like, yeah, well, so, uh, well, a woman or anyone shouldn't be in any kind of dating relationship with someone without having tried to get down to what what's going on here, right back to the topic, right? What what's going yeah. on here? What is this? What kind of relationship are we having? So, if someone, yeah. man or woman complains, I don't know, in in your example that it's been three to four years or whatever and we we still haven't gotten the commitment or the... It's like, well, then you should have left. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I see where you're going now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so actually, I can see this being a part two really quickly, my friend. We should carry this over to the next podcast. It's possible. We'll see. We get into the more conversation of... You know, having the conversation, when to have the conversation, those sorts of things, I think are important because, again, we're talking about two people that like each other. Uh, Hopefully, we're talking about two people who like each other and want to explore something deeper than just the surface. I, I keep going back to this sex thing. I don't know why. It's like in my head, the loop isn't closed yet because I'm... (laughs) I don't talk about this too I think much, the and I want to. I want to figure it out. No, I have to interrupt. Can I say why? Because on some level, men don't make any decision until after they've tasted the goods, so to speak, or tried the shoes on. Um, you're. I think you're. I'm, you're. On you're some right. Level. You're right. We don't make a decision. No, I'll say this. You're even right. True and, for and, me. and and sex is part of the decision making process. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's why it's interesting how there's been times where women get really upset where when a guy sleeps with them and the guys look I have an I'll give you an example I have a client yeah they didn't have sex till I think it was I want to say it was around four to five dates okay yeah uh, maybe three three four five around there it wasn't right away it was in three to four or five dates they had sex and by the way this is I'm working with the client so the guy's looking for a relationship. He wasn't like, yeah. oh, I'll just sleep with her. Like he, he wanted to see if this was a potential mate for him. And of course, yeah. sex is a part of the decision-making process. So they had yeah. sex. 
and he was like, ah, it wasn't that good. I didn't feel that that connection there. And they went on like one more date because he wanted to give it a true shot. And then after that, he ended it. And she was furious. And I get it. Listen, I, I'm, I empathize. That sucks. Like you sleep with yeah. someone, you're starting to like someone, and then they reject you. You feel like crap. So I, I you know, yeah. and he felt bad too. He's like, I feel so bad. I'm like, yeah, it sucks. But she was saying really nasty things to him in the sense of like, oh, it sounds like all just all all you wanted was sex and and you just that's all you wanted and all this stuff. And I just want to give a little PSA to the women out there is, yeah, some guys are going to use you for sex. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. They will do that and they will bullshit manipulate and it's absolutely terrible. But then there's guys out there who, when they have sex with the woman, doesn't feel the connection and he has to end it. So it it paints a picture as if he was using it for sex when he really wasn't. I so was. I was and it's tough. It's tough. I get it. It's a tough situation. Because I've, by the way, and if the sex sucks, well, there's a couple things. So, A, what if just the sex sucks? And I've heard from my clients, they want to have sex too, because if the sex sucks, you know, they, they totally, move yes. Forward. Women and want I, that too, of course. And, and let me just be candid with our audience. I was in, I briefly, back in 2019, dated a woman. We went on seven dates, which includes we walked the beach a couple times, we met for drinks a couple times, and then we had sex. And, I wasn't feeling an emotional connection with her anyway. And I thought maybe the sex would have like kind of took us over the hump. And I don't want to say the sex terrible, but I felt nothing. I mean, from her, I actually felt no emotion from her and I couldn't feel any emotion from me. And we did it one more time. And I'm realizing this is, and I felt terrible because I literally ended the relationship right after sex and I wasn't using her. It was like, I was like, I thought maybe that might have brought us closer, but it only pushed us further apart. And I felt terrible because I literally said, I, I mean, I said, I just not that into you. And here's another reason yeah. why I think women shouldn't wait till seven to 10 dates, because it could be a waste of time for them. Let's imagine woman starts to become emotionally invested in the sky. They're dating and it's date seven to 10 or it's whatever, it's date 10, they have sex. And then she finds out, she goes, oh man, the sexual connection is just not there. Wouldn't it have been nice to find that out a little bit sooner? I just think that it's like the emphasis of sex isn't enough in the relationship. It shouldn't just be about talking and connecting on the verbal emotional level, but sex has to be part of it too. Well, if the kissing was bad, that might be an indication that it could have been bad. Usually when two people have heavy duty kiss, kissing is usually, I've heard from women say this, you know, kissing gives them an indication of how this person will be in bed. So, and at the same time, I'm not, listen, I'm an advocate for my clientele and I'd rather them wait a little longer than four or five. And keep in mind, I don't count the first meeting. So that's how I Let's feel. Let's compromise, Seven, five, eight, five nine, to six. Ten. Five to nope, six. Ain't gonna, you're not, I'm not going to budge. I'm, gonna, I'm their big brother, and I'm going to be protective this way. Jonathan, I'm going to ask you a question, By the way, and I want you to answer wait. honestly. Yeah. <laughs> this is trip to Jonathan talking. Yeah. I, I need you to answer honestly. Do not answer because people are listening and judge. I need you to. I'm serious right now. I need you to answer honestly. Yeah. I'm going to. We have two questions. First, have you ever dated a woman and you didn't have sex till 
eight, nine, ten dates. I just told you one. We did. We had sex on the seventh. Oh, day. that one. And okay, it, okay, okay. Yeah, I had one. But actually, uh, my totally marriage, mi- we didn't. We, by the <laughs> totally way, my marriage, we didn't. That part. <laughs> yeah. So my marriage, we didn't. I think we had sex probably somewhere between the tenth, seventh, and tenth date. And by the way, it was not. Well, so my next, we my next, right for each other. By the way, we weren't right for each other. My next question is. Well, I guess it's answered, but I'll ask it anyways. Okay. Ask it. So that's you're just okay with that. You're okay with that to wait that to I, wait that long to wait ten dates. I would like to build trust with someone. I'd like to think I approach the process such a different human being than I did the first fifty years of my life. You okay, let me be. Clear. You don't need. You I don't operated need very dates. selfishly. You don't need ten dates. Well, actually, I don't need 10 dates to know if I feel... Oh, let's put it this way. I I hope when I meet my life partner soon, <laughs> like tomorrow or tonight, that I will know very quickly if I'm open to exploring a long-term relationship with someone. I hope I know that of myself. Man, I didn't before. Man or woman. Finish. Okay. Okay. So for myself, I know I represent... A lot of men in the dating pool for that over 40 category that are rather dysfunctional, as I said before. And I've done some heroic work. I've done 3,000 hours of personal development, self-help training workshops to be in the place I am today, not as a coach, as a human being, okay? And I've been through hell, you know? So unless you've gone through i believe for many people unless you've gone through some real work personal development self-help spiritual work it's very difficult to have the skills to be in a healthy happy relationship so i agree you're you're 100 right it, it lends to this point i was going to say is if you need man or woman you need 10 dates to figure out if this person is someone that you should sleep with there it's you have an issue that needs to be dealt with i feel like that it should not take that long to then finally decide to have the physical connection well many people in well all right i feel like we have to definitely do a part two here certainly in a lot of Religious circles, they wait till Hang marriage on. to have I, sex. I, I knew you were going to say that. And I get there's people who are religious. There's people who have traumatic experiences. There's women who have yeah. had traumatic experiences with sex. Uh, yeah. Men who've been molested. Women who've been molested. Yeah. I'm not counting all that. That is an exception. That's a different story. Those people have different things that they need to work out with their psychologist. I would understand if that person has to so, wait, you know, a certain amount or, or I don't know, I'm not a psychologist, so I don't have any, any expertise in this area. I'm not talking to that person. Okay. So I watched, I'm going to share something with you. Um, and, and, uh, and religious you know, people might be listening to this, this podcast, yeah. but let's be real. We're, our podcast is, well, we're talking, is for non, I just wanted to make sure I brought that up. People okay. in relationships, heterosexual. Okay. So, I have a social friend. Her name is Dr. Wendy Walsh. I don't know if you know her, if you follow her, but she shared something very vulnerable on one of her videos recently. How she was, she said, truthfully, she waited two months before her and her partner decided to be physically intimate with one another. And this is something that she shares frequently because of love attachment. She's a therapist uh, because of love attachment style, 
One particular love attachment style is called an anxious love attachment style that bonds oftentimes women more so than men, bonds them to a person that may not be right for them. So understand that I'm coming at this not from a disingenuous way or a way to you know punish men or anything. It takes time to get to know another person. And while sex is part of the decision-making process, I don't disagree with that. I'm also gonna say, Sleeping together before you genuinely know another human being has long-term ramifications, if it hap- especially if it's habitual. All right, six dates. I'll give you six. <laughs> oh, my friend. You know what? Okay, I, I do have to say something. I love you. And, and I have a, by the way, and, and I have a great deal of respect for you. I just know when you get to my age, you'll see this differently. <laughs> I don't think so. But... I really enjoy these conversations, and this has been a really good one. So we really didn't get into the topic. Are we just hanging out, or is this exclusive? So we did. I wanted to do and, a part and two. I, I, I think we did. I think I think there's more to say. I think there's. Can't more to we say. just talk more on the next episode? All right, buddy, we'll talk more. I just, I just. Uh, well, how to have the conversation is what I'd like to talk about. We kind of did that on the last episode, though, didn't we? No, we just, I shared a fumbling, I, I fumbled it, and I know you came back with it, but all right. Well, just, you know, it saves me coming up with the title. (laughs) If you have any questions, comments, email us. Relationships are underrated at gmail.com. And we would appreciate a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. Leave your comments. Hopefully you love us so that we can get this podcast spread to the world. By the way, I want to give you your props. You didn't say iTunes this time. Thank you. I'm working on it. (laughs) It's getting better all the time. All right. Jonathan, Uh, fantastic conversation with you as always. Likewise. This is Trip Kramer signing off. And this is Jonathan signing off. And I want to wish everyone a super duper wonderful, fantastic day.